Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rose, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey everyone, thanks so much for joining us on this mini-series in the Players' Lounge podcast, Extra Cover. We're calling it just to chat about a few topics that are hot in the world or just generally have a chat with Graham Swan, former Indian international who is a broadcaster, extraordinary dancer, extraordinary and I mean, that's had a pretty pretty interesting career as well. We followed it, especially when he came to the Indian subcontinent. But uh, Swani, today let's talk about heroes. You know, not just you, but childhood heroes. You must have, you're a hero to your kids now. You know, you must have grown up watching somebody. You must have wanted to emulate somebody when you first started this brilliant gentleman's game. Well, I tell you what, I grew up in the 80s. First and foremost, hello, my auntie. I've missed you. It's been too long. Um, and I've missed all of you guys listening as well. Thank you. Keep subscribing. Keep us going. Um, we'll get through this somehow. Right. Yes, growing up, I had a hero. Okay. I grew up in the late, in the mid to late 80s in England. 
And my hero was called Ian Terence Botham. All right. And I tell you why he was my hero. I was a kid, obviously, a little boy. What do you like as a, uh, when you're a little boy? You like superheroes. You like people who are like, who can save the world. So I like Superman. I like the A team. I like Batman. I didn't really like Spider Man. Don't know why. But I liked Ian Botham because he could save the world. My problem was that I had a big brother. And so when I played cricket in the back garden, big brother used to choose who he'd be first. So he'd always say, I'm Ian Botham. So I never got to be my hero. So I had to choose another one. So my secondary hero, my backup guy, my sidekick was Alan Lamb. And I will forever love Alan Lamb. And I tell you what, Alan Lamb, real short guy, brilliant player of the pull shot, of the hook shot. Hey, 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 Lammy, how's it going? And you know what? I was the luckiest kid ever because when I was only about 11 or 12 years old, Anna Lamb played for Northamptonshire as well, and I was a kid growing up in Northampton. My dad was a very, very good club cricketer and could have played professionally had it paid more in the time, believe it or not. And I, was, I remember being at the county ground in Northampton. My dad was playing in some game or other, and Alan Lamb walked past me and goes, hey, hey, little Swanee, how's it going? As an 11 year my hero knew who I was. I've no idea how. He'd probably just ask, who's that kid over there? Oh, that's Swanee's kid. All right. And as he walked past, he said hello. I was in awe. And so from that moment, Ian Botham was no longer my hero. Alan Lamb was firmly number one. But that is Legend. such a cool story. That, that's really an exceptional story. Did, I really wonder, I'm sure, Swani, you must have somehow been able to replicate that to someone else when, you know, when you started playing international cricket. You must have had a moment. Like, what's your biggest fan moment where someone, someone's come up to you and be like, you're my hero, Swani, I, I want to be you. you well, I'll tell, tell you what, what it did do that moment was make me always give time for kids. You know, always have the time to say hello, just give it a little thumbs up. So whenever I went to a game of cricket, and whenever I was fielding especially, or as you're walking in, you get loads of people asking for your autographs, say hi, do this, do that. And a lot of people are quite rude when they do it. There's a lot of professional autograph hunters and things like that. And you always try and be polite to them. But if there are any kids there, I always think kids are there because they're, they're, their heart has got them there. They love this game. They love you as a cricket player. So I'd always go out of my way to have a little word to them, to pat them on the head, you know, what do you do, mate? Are you a spin bowler? If they said they're a fast bowler, I'd say, look, give it up now. Bowl spin. It's the future. You have to be stupid to bowl fast. You have to be thick in the head. Stop it. You have to be lazy to be a batsman. Be a spinner. This is the way. Or just make them laugh. Because because of that moment with me, from Alan Lamb just saying, how's it Neil Swanee? I always think, give kids the time of day. So I, I always went out of my way to do that. Interestingly, the one, uh, the kids who I knew um, when I was playing professional cricket who have gone on to great things were the Curran brothers. So when I first played at Northampton, when I was 17, 18 years old, my first professional contract, Kevin Curran was the captain of Northamptonshire. And I'll never forget this young lad, Tom, <laughs> and his brother, Ben. So this is before Sam was even born. <laughs> this just makes me feel old. But little Tom, who was only three or four years old, and he'd come to the ground every day, and he was quite a shy kid. Good-looking little kid, he's a good-looking bloke now. KC was a good-looking fella, but just there in the changes, sort of looking around, pensively sort of trying to... And Ben, who now plays for Northampton, his little brother, who was, like, younger and a bit wild-eyed and, like, looking around, looking to create mayhem. 
And I, I remember saying to them, like, you'll be you'll be amazing one day. Tom Curran, Kevin used to take him down with a golf club and he could hit this golf ball 50 yards as a four-year-old. And I thought he'd be the next Tiger Woods. And I didn't see the because, you know, my career moved on. Kevin passed away, sadly, and the boys, they'd moved back to Zimbabwe. And then they went to Winchester. I didn't see the Curran brothers again. And to, I, I, in fact, Tom again. I've, I've still not met Ben again. But Sam and Tom were at the England Academy or England A team at Loughborough. And I was asked down to, to coach some of the spin bowlers back in the day when the ECB trusted me to talk to their spin bowlers. When they took <laughs> spin seriously. That's another issue. That's another story. And the, and the Curran brothers were there. And I felt a little bit nervous because I thought, do I just walk over there? So, uh, hi, how you doing? I remember when you and you were this big or whatever. Uh-huh. And I could see them both looking over, sort of nervously smiling. And I went over in the end. I went, hello, boys. I don't know if you remember me. In fact, Sam never met you. But Tom, I don't know if you remember when you were a little kid. But your dad um, was my first captain. And I'm sorry to hear he passed away. What a hero your dad was. And he straight away said, oh, I remember. I remember being in the change room. Yeah, how are you doing? Sort of thumbs up. And that made me think, Jesus. That kid who was three or four hitting golf club is now playing for England. And his baby brother, who wasn't even born, is now smashing it in the IPR and smashing it for England. So I think it's brilliant, things like that. And the fact that he remembered me uh, as a young lad. So hopefully one day my son can just go up to give Tom Curran a pat on the shoulder and say, do you, do you remember my dad uh, when Wilf's playing for England? That'd be cool. But, uh, but your son is a big fan of Uncle Jimmy, is he not? Is Uncle Jimmy his hero? Uncle Jimmy was his hero. So, yeah, thanks for this. The story behind this is, is that I always tried to teach. When he was younger, I tried to coach Wilf how to bowl spin, and he never listened to me, ever. It was, oh, get off, Dad. I don't want to play cricket. I like Xbox. I like Xbox. But then one day I came downstairs, and he had YouTube on, and he was watching Jimmy Anderson or Uncle Jimmy, as he knows him bowling over and over and he went into the garden and said watch this dad and he could bowl in fact weirdly he watched Jimmy bowl loads and then bowled perfect leg spin in the garden so I don't know what clip he was watching but that was yeah that was when you know I think every dad goes through that when you hope your son thinks you're a superhero and you realize that he thinks your mates are but not you but my auntie it's not just about me though come on you must have had a hero growing up I mean you married your hero obviously (laughs) that goes without saying uh, no, but, but did actually, you have a sporting hero growing up? No, I, I I didn't because I came into sports broadcast by complete accident. But before I get into that story, since you mentioned it, since you brought up like Stuart, I think there's an amazing story which he had mentioned to us uh, when he joined us on the podcast. Was that you know Stuart Binney obviously emulated Roger Binney, World Cup winner, India's first ever World Cup winning team, and you know to have uh, your dad as your hero, to have that World Cup stump as you've grown up, and you don't really know if you're ever going to emulate your dad and become a test cricketer, but he did that. You know, Stuart managed to achieve that. But this, this beautiful full circle moment, your current brother story reminded me that when Roger Binney was captain of Karnataka, which is a state that they play for, he would pick up a young Rahul Dravid and you know drive him to practice and drop him back home. And he was captain of Rahul Dravid. And then when Rahul Dravid was captain of Karnataka, he would pick up a young Stuart Binney and drop him back yeah. home. So <laughs> it was beautiful. And even with Ra- with Rajasthan Royals, uh, Rahul captain Stuart for some time. So, uh, you know, that that circle in a way just kind of continued. And look, I mean, we have a son now. We don't, he's not even a year old. We don't know if he'll ever play cricket. Everyone wants him to be a third generation. Of course they do, yeah. So, 
you know, we don't know what will happen, but I think it is very beautiful when those moments do come uh, together. Yeah. But uh, no, Swanee, look, I got into this. I tell you what, I want to know that. What, what I'll ask you is mm. because India and cricket go hand in hand, For especially sure. now yeah. the IPR. Everyone, every one of those players now is a superstar in India, and you can't go anywhere, and all the players are recognisable. Was it the same level of fandom and superstardom when you were a girl growing up? Did you know like the Kapil Devs and the Ravi Shastri's of the world? Uh, no, because I, okay, so I was born after the World Cup win. So I, and my parents, my family wasn't really into cricket, surprisingly. We were like the minority that didn't really follow. And it was very different in the 80s. So you mentioned Ian Botham. So Ian Botham and Kapil Dev and, you know, Wasim Akram and Imran Khan, Richard Hadley. These were the kind of, uh, those all-rounders that were kind of, you know, a generation of great all-rounders. And these are stories that I hear now. And now I get to work with the couple days and the Sunil Gavaskars and, you know, I'm married into the family that has a World Cup winner at home. So I, I have kind of learned all of this now in the past five or six years. But of course, everyone was cricket crazy. So I grew up or in the generation of, you know, the, the Sachins and the Rahuls and the Gangulis. And, you know, that when we were in school, those were the people that, and the Virinda Sehwags, you know, those were the cricketers that we used to watch. So it was a very surreal moment for me because uh, when I did eventually start doing cricket or was forced to do cricket, that's another story. And next thing you know, <laughs> in a couple of years, you are being able to interview people like Sachin and Saurav and these that was the generation that my generation, you know, grew up admiring. So um, in a way that that was kind of amazing. But look, I came into a sort of broadcaster, right? I've never played cricket, Swanee. So I would say if I had to look up to anyone, um, I used to love watching John Dykes because I was into football and I would watch football and John Dykes and the way that he would present the game. And I was just like... This is amazing. And I had a chance. Uh, this was in school. So I'd watch a lot of football, which in India would come at like 1 a.m. and 2 a.m. because no one really watched Premier League or, you know, La Liga or Champions League for that matter. And I would watch him present. And I never knew that I would have this career. And I, and I started with football. And next thing you know, uh, I got a chance to host the 2010 Football World Cup. And I was like a new anchor. And guess who I was sharing responsibility <laughs> Johnny boy. <laughs> so I go all the way to Singapore and it's not even like we're co-hosts. Okay, like I have to handle yeah. two matches and he's got to handle two matches. So it's the same level of responsibility. And that was the most <laughs> surreal moment for me in my life. It taught me two things. One was that, you know what, I could be good enough to host a World Cup. Yes. You know? It doesn't matter yes. that I'm in my 20s or whatever. This is a responsibility. It doesn't matter if you're a girl or a guy. It doesn't matter. They want you to host a World Cup. So do it. And the second was when I, when John Dykes met me, he was like, hey, Mindy, how are you doing? I've heard, oh, Alan Wilkins has told me such great things about you. And, you know, I've been wanting to meet you. And I'm like, but you're John Dykes. I've been wanting to meet I you. Know. You want to meet me? Are you kidding me? <laughs> it taught me that humility in this industry is the one that is going to get you really far. Because even if you meet John now or if you meet an Alan Wilkins, and, and I admired both of them. And Alan Wilkins I worked with with the 2012 Olympics. They are so humble. Their humility is, they're the best in the yes. world. It doesn't matter which country you're from. They're just plain simply the best in the world. Same, Anasar yes. and Swani, you know. These are people as broadcasters that I have just admired. And they're just so 
down to earth you know that's that's what i wanted to emulate those those were like the hero qualities that i saw I've told you the story before about Viv Richards, haven't I, about broadcasting. So obviously Viv was enormous in world cricket. He was the same era as Ian Botham. He was this, yeah, this yeah. superhero from the West Indies. And the, let's face it, the coolest man alive. Still is. Yeah, Viv is yeah. an absolute legend. And the first time I ever commentated after my playing career came to an abrupt end. Um, so I was still a bit grumpy and I still think I should have been playing. I'm from, I was angry at my arm for mm. giving up on me and all this. Mm -hmm. I remember going to the West Indies. There are worse places to start your commentating career than the West Indies, I'll give you Fair that. Enough. Yeah. And I walked into this, um, into this little commentary booth uh, to do the first... I was bowling first change, basically. So the openers were there doing the first 10 overs, whatever, and I took over. And as I walked in... Viv Richards was there and he stood up and he, I had a Fred Perry shirt on and he had a Fred Perry shirt as well. And he just looked, he fist bumped me that oh, I wasn't wow. comfortable with, but he fist bumped me and just said, great shirt, man. <laughs> and walked out. <laughs> Honestly, I was like an absolute fanboy. I was giddy. I was giggling yeah. all the way through my first five overs of commentary. <laughs> you got the and Viv Richards stamp of cool. Yeah. I got, I got, yeah, for my for my Fred Perry shirt, I got a fist bump. Oh my, Vivian Richards, for God's sake, what a legend! Yeah, that is crazy. I when I so I told you I was forced to do cricket, right? Because I, I started yeah. my career with football, and that's where I was comfortable. And I, I mean, I knew who's, of course, I knew who the cricketers were, but I never watched cricket. And we yeah. started with the ICL, which was before IPL. And my network said, look, we, it was plain and simple. They wanted a girl to host and they couldn't find one. And they're yeah. like, you have to do it. You know, we're paying you, so uh, go do it. Put your football boots away. Yeah, they're just points, like, you don't have a choice. So you want a job or not? Uh, no, but <laughs> it, it ended up being life-changing because that's where I met Stuart. You know, Stuart was playing in the ICL. That was at that stage, the Rebel League. But more importantly, Swanee, that is where I got my crash course in broadcast from Tony Gregg and Dean Jones. Yes. And I walk into this broadcast center and uh, and Jeff Thompson was also there, you know. Uh, so you have Tony Gregg, Dean Jones, Jeff Thompson, and they were so nice. They didn't have to be nice to me, Swanee. They could have just been like, listen, we've been there, done that. And who's this young yeah. girl? You know, this 20-year-old, I don't even remember, maybe I was 24. Who's this 24-year-old who is supposed to host the show? You know, where the guys who know, she doesn't yeah. even know the game. They were not like that. And they were so helpful. Yeah. They, they, Tony Gregg was the greatest. He would literally just make these little notes and he would be like, Mayanti, every day I want you to work a little bit on this and work a little bit on that. And he never treated me as a female presenter. I don't know what other yeah. people's experience have been, but he's like, you are a sports presenter. And this is what yeah. I expect out of you, male or female. And come on, I mean, Dino, he's watched my career from the start of, you know, cricket to then hosting, finally yeah. hosting IPL with him. So over 10, 12 years, I had a chance to work with Dino here and there. And he just set the tone with reinventing broadcast and commentary and making it fun. And uh, yeah. it must have been great because he, he always had a little bit of fun about the ashes and brought Australia into it. But these were the people that I started my career with. I mean, how fortunate am I to have been able to have had that experience so early on? Yeah. Well, I, I, I think you are, but, you know, I think everyone in sport has these. And, and when you play sport, 
it opens these doors. And I, I always say this, that the things that have happened in my life because I played cricket, because I played my sport for England and ended up doing well, is I, I have to pinch myself sometimes. So when my kids ask, they take it completely for granted when we do these things, when we meet these people who are the people who are amazed by it. And when people ask me for my autograph, my youngest daughter still looks up and goes, Ma? Who are you? What? what? <laughs> yeah. But I always say to my son, and I say, look, if, if you want this, it is a, it's the best life you can have. And if you want this and are willing to work hard enough, you can have this. Because I, I truly believe that, that anyone can have it. That there's a certain amount of talent that players have, but the people who go on to play professionally and play and be superstars are the ones who just work harder than anyone else. Um, and so I, I always say, like, kids, you can have this. And I would, would highly recommend it. I'm sure you would. It's an amazing life to work with your heroes, people you've admired. And whatever field you're in, whatever, whether it's sport, whether it's business, whatever, if you're up and coming, like, you do have heroes and emulate them and take advice from them because one day you'll be alongside or surpassing them. And it's an amazing feeling. That's the thing. If you surpass your hero, I, I mean, I, I think nothing could be greater than that. But... Sonny, you know, not everyone gets to meet their hero in a sense. And sometimes you just get a chance to see what you see on the screen. Do, do you feel that's enough to, you know, take one element away from that person and model your whole self yeah. on what you see? Because that's not the entire story in a way. You know what I mean? Well, that's, absolutely. So the good presenters, the good players are the ones who are role models, who you see on screen and you build up a persona of what you imagine them to be. There's the famous thing that you should never meet your heroes because sometimes they're a massive letdown, which happens every now and again, it does. But, you know, something I've always strived to be is if someone meets me, I'm, I'm louder than life on TV, but I am that in real life. I don't try and be someone I'm not on TV. Um, I don't want anyone to walk away from meeting me going, God, what a dull, dull as dishwater idiot he was. Uh, I'm sure people have done, especially in the morning before I've had my breakfast. I'm very dull and very grumpy. I've but only my wife knows that. that. I've never seen <laughs> No, no. In fact, Wani, I've got to say, for, I, I still at times pinch myself because I do my research, okay? So I Google you guys before we get a chance to uh, work with you. And I, I remember, I don't think, you were playing the 2012 series India-England, right? And I was kind of let go in the middle of that series because they were just trying something right. new with presenters. So I did do one test. I can't remember. I think I think M the bad maybe. I can't really remember which, where I was. But of course, saw you play, you know? So saw you guys be part of that series and then was let go in the middle of the series. But a couple of years later, to get a chance to work with, someone who you've seen on the field still is a very surreal oh, stop thing. it stop <laughs> it you're making me blush here this is great carry on <laughs> but in a way it's it's because you because i'm not someone who grew up with favorites you know i never had a like this is the only sport this is the only person i'm just like that in life i don't have favorites yeah. but you do admire because I, I being married to a cricketer i know what it takes to be able to represent your nation and do it on the biggest stage there is and that's why I respect Test Cricket so much and what you guys did in that series uh, even though I'm Indian I respected it tremendously you know I applauded you uh, for what you did so then to have that chance to work with you and let me just tell you so here you know dear listeners viewers so 
that's the perception I have of Prem Swan, you know, because in the Indian, that 2012 series, you really remember that series, okay? Like, it, it's deep set, especially if you've had a chance to work <laughs> on it as a broadcaster. You could, there's no getting away from it. And the next thing you know, this man is waltzing and dancing in the studio, and he's like, oh, I got your hair like that. I'm like, hang on, is that Prem Swan? <laughs> <laughs> Dial back a little bit. Really? Was, was that the same guy? But that's what happens sometimes when you meet all these incredible cricketers, that, including yourself, that I had a chance to work with. I mean, Brian Lara, Swanee, he is like the most... He's cool, isn't he, he Brian? He is so cool and he's Brian Lara, you know? I you know. just sneak in and he'd be like reading over your shoulder. Okay, is that what we're discussing? Okay, nice. Just, just let me know. You handle it, right? Charles <laughs> Lara. <laughs> I know it's great, isn't it? I mean, we, we always joke about that, like we're, when we're doing the select dugout. Mm. So sat there with Brian Lara, with Brett Lee, right. and you know Scotty Starris is there as well. <laughs> Got to mention Scotty. Always, yeah. I was to, I was to, I always took to Corky. All right, all right Dom. <laughs> and, and Corky was a test player in his own right, a really brilliant cricketer. Yeah. But I think he generally feels like, oh, I'm not, I'm not in the right company here with Lara and Brett Lee. And I, I would say the difference between me and Corky is, I, I genuinely say I am in the right company. This is where I belong, <laughs> even if no one else agrees. I think so. I've loved this episode. It's been, it's been, been fun. fun. It has been a lot of fun. Sonny, thanks so much for joining us. I hope you guys uh, enjoyed it as much as we did. Of course, in this extra color mini series that we doing we want you to chime in uh send us you know some suggestions as to what you'd like us to chat about of course subscribe to us on social media subscribe to our channel you'll get more information there swani thank you you've always been a pleasure to work with and may you stay the hero that you are for so many people you are my hero man love you bye <laughs> You're somebody's hero <laughs> bye swani Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 